We've probably all heard someone say at some point, hey, get real. Get, hey, get real. And as a church, there are some things that, that we want to get real about. Getting real about the things that honor God and that bless our lives. That's something that we want to get real about. So last week, we talked about real strength. And this week, we're going to talk about real truth. We're going to get real. So as we think about this, you know, I believe that we increasingly live in a society that wants us to live in a virtual reality. Maybe you haven't thought of it quite this way. We're talking about real truth and, and actual reality that God has given us, but yet I think we do live in a society where we're living more and more going that way of virtual reality. To escape the actual reality of school or work or the daily grind of life that can be very difficult. Oftentimes we want to kind of escape that. See, the entertainment and the tech industries are working hard to produce a virtual reality for us to live in. All you have to do now, nowadays, we, we have, the gadgets are already there. All you need to do is, is connect your, your smartphone to the virtual reality goggles that have already sold a lot on Black Friday and are continuing to sell here through uh, the Christmas season. You can have your own virtual reality goggles so you can uh, live kind of in a world of your own making, a, a world that seems better than the one you're living now. And it seems very close to reality. The images you see and looking in, in uh, 360 you know, degree dimensions and see, wow, this looks really real, but as we know, it's not actually real. And to look to our, our kids for just a moment and the lives they're living more and more, right? Screens everywhere. Screens. Telling them and showing them I think all sorts of, of false things about true reality. They have video games that look so real that you can hardly tell where the virtual ends and reality begins. And so many of these games are immensely violent. So much so that I think it desensitizes a lot of our children too violence. It, it actually can normalize violence. You know, Hello Fortnite and other games that these kids are playing. And I believe, this is just my opinion, that this is not the reason, but one of the reasons that we are seeing so many more mass shootings. Because of this reality that children are living in more and more of these video games so kids are growing up now, and they are so used to killing on screen that it can transfer into real guns with real bullets and now with real lives that are lost. 
And the problem of living in a virtual reality is not just about wearing these virtual reality goggles. Some of you in here are like, I don't have those. That's not my, my thing. Or maybe you don't play video games. Okay. But so many of us, so many adults in our culture are watching so much TV and so many movies that it's like we're transferring, we're getting into an alternate reality. Kind of getting our minds off of the actual lives we're living through the screens. Okay, kind of transporting ourselves into what's just something else other than what we're experiencing. So, see, this is something I've been thinking about more and more. And so how many of us are truly present with the relationships God has given us, or, or are we watching or admiring the lives of others through TV, movies, social media? We're out there looking. And how much are we out there, kind of again, in this kind of almost virtual reality, because it disconnects us from what's going on right around us every day? Meaning, with the people God's placed in, it, in our lives, our family, our friends, and the work he has for us right in front of us. We can't be disconnected from those things. And so the problem here is if we, if we don't do something about this trend, we will forfeit the real truth of who we are, of who God is, and of how God designed for us to live. Now, I realize that sometimes uh, truth is hard to face. Truth can, can, be, can hurt, you know? We, sometimes we feel like we have to tell someone we love the truth. It's hard to do. But ultimately, it's in telling the truth. It's in receiving the truth that ultimately God gives us that propels us into being the people we were meant to be. You know, I can't remember the movie right now, but I remember this phrase, the phrase, you can't handle the truth. I don't, I don't even know the movie. Some of you might. All right. But I just remember that phrase, but I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. And so I think that's part of the issue sometimes, uh, is we feel like we can't handle the truth, maybe, of uh, what's going on in our own hearts or all around us. And that's why, again, whether it's video games for kids, movies or TV, social media, kind of these other outlets we go to. Does that make sense? I think that's what's going on more and more. And so here's the thing. Jesus, I believe, came to help us handle the truth. Amen. See, we can't do it on our own. Last week we talked about we are weak, but he is strong. He's going to give us the strength we need to handle the truth. See, Jesus is our example of how to live. He said that he is the way, the truth, there it is, and the life. So when we walk in his way, we will live in his truth and we will have real life. Let's look at the Gospel of John Chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, 
you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth. There it is. And the truth will set you, say it with me, free. To live in the real truth of God's way, we need to hold on to the teaching of Jesus. Hold. That's something that we have to do. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some intentionality. So again, we've talked about there's many distracts, distractions all around us. We have to say, what are we going to hold on to? What are we going to focus on? Jesus said, you need to focus on me and what I'm teaching you. The truth that I give you about how to live. So are we focused on that? Are we holding on to that? See, we need to take that step of believing in Jesus. That's something we have to do personally for each one of us. It doesn't matter our grandparents or parents or just being brought up in the church. We have to make that personal decision to say yes to Jesus, to be our Savior. But then after that, see, there's more after that. After that, we have to make the commitment to say, I'm going to hold on to your hand, Jesus. I'm going to hold on to your teaching. I'm going to follow you, Jesus, as the CEO of my life. It's not about me being in control anymore. So have you made that commitment, my brothers and sisters? You said, Jesus, I want you to be in control. I want you, Jesus, to be in the driver's seat of my life. So yes, we must believe in him. But we must follow. And we must give all the control and surrender everything to him. So when we do this, not just believe and say, oh, I did it back in vacation Bible school or Sunday school. I kind of did it back then. And I'm just, you're just kind of going through life now on your own. You're saying, I'm, I'm holding on to it. And I'm continuing to follow Jesus. That's when truth starts to come in that sets you free. And we're, we've got a lot of baggage. We have a lot of burdens that we have. Jesus wants to set us free from those things. It's going to take time as we walk with him, but it will happen. All right. I want to look at the two primary ways. This is kind of our main point that we have and for you to fill out in your... Uh, your message notes today. The two primary ways we stay in the truth of Jesus is through the guidance of the Bible and the Holy Spirit. See, it will be hard to live in the truth if you're only hearing about Jesus and seeing Bible verses once a week on Sunday morning. Now, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're together and getting the truth that we need once a week. This is a really good thing. But what about the other six days of the week? See, if, we, if we're not hearing anything from Jesus, if we're not opening up our Bibles or open up our app, our Bible app on our phones or tablets, if we are missing out on the truth that God has for us the other six days. So I'm going to be your little cheerleader up here and say, yes, you can do it. It's not just about here in the church walls. It's out there in your homes, your bedrooms. Okay? I know, I should want to, right now I want to, the Lord's just reminding me of this. Uh, our brother Jesse Jackson, before he went to heaven and all our times together in our friendship, I remember he would say, 
This is when he worked for Forcia, and it was busy in there, busy all the time. But he said he would get out of that zone and go out to his truck. He would make the time. This is supposed to come to us. People say, I don't have the time. We do. You have to make the time. And Jesse told me he made the time by going out to the truck during his lunch hour, eating, and he opened up his Bible. And he was truly fed. That's the kind of example and testimony that we need and we all can be a part of. All right. We need the Bible, but we also need the Holy Spirit. So God has been sharing more with me about the guidance and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm getting the message, okay, that this is something our church needs more and more, to learn about the third member of the Trinity who is truly God, along with the Father and with the Son. There was a, a book written a few years ago by Francis Chan, another pastor, and the book is called The Forgotten God. The Forgotten God. Saying that in so many of our churches, we have been focused on God the Father and Jesus is God the Son, but we've basically forgot about God the Holy Spirit. So as we learn more and more about the Holy Spirit and connect with Him, I, I believe the real truth that we're talking about, real truth will start to increase in our souls. We start to connect with the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus wanted His early disciples and each of us to know that after His resurrection from the dead and after His ascension to heaven, we would not be left alone. He said, I'm going to send you the helper, the advocate, the comforter, the one with the power. I'm going to send him. He's going to come and help you. He's going to help you stay in the truth of my way. So I want to look at two verses in the Gospel of John. First one is chapter 14, verse 26. Jesus said, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. The Holy Spirit's job is to remind us of what Jesus said when he was upon the earth. Remind us and show us him. And then John 16, verse 13, says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes... He will guide you into, say it with me, all the truth. Guide us into all the truth. So what are some of the areas of truth that the Holy Spirit will reveal? We're wondering, well, what does the Holy Spirit do? I want to quickly run through these, and then you're going to get a a spiritual assignment for the week, and then we'll close there, okay? So what does the Holy Spirit do? He will reveal specific sins in our lives that we need to turn from. Okay? That's one of the j- jobs of the Holy Spirit, to show us this is getting in the way. This is hurting your life or the lives of others. So show us those things. His spirit to our spirit. Okay? He won't condemn us. He does not condemn. He shows us the sin. He says, let's turn from that together. Let me help you to go the, the right way. 
Number two, he'll always point you to Jesus for renewal and forgiveness. Holy Spirit will always do that. Won't take you off in some wacky direction. Some people wonder, well, the Holy Spirit, this seems kind of weird. I don't know much about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always points us to Jesus for renewal and forgiveness. And then lastly, I want to say that he will usher you into a reality of how to live. Not in your strength, but his strength. So that you can have peace and joy despite your circumstances. This is a big one right here. Through the Holy Spirit, you help to release in us peace. Who wants more peace? Come on. And more joy. Who wants more joy? And we're going to talk a lot about joy in this Advent season. That's our theme for Advent. Joy. The joy of Jesus that we all need. And it's peace and joy that we can have despite our circumstances. It's a miracle he does on the inside in us. And understanding the voice of the Holy Spirit takes time. Okay? This takes time. Just like learning a new language or something at school, it's going to take time. But the longer we walk with God, the more we will hear his Holy Spirit and know of his guidance on our inner conscience, on our heart. We're going to hear and know what he's saying to us. But we need to be intentional. We're being reminded that he is real and he's moving in our lives. All right. Let's end with the, uh, it's actually two simple assignments. Two assignments this week that I have for us. And it's just two words. So just write these two words down or remember them if you don't like to, to take notes. It's read and pray. Those are the two words. And I'm going to explain what to read, what to pray. Okay? Simple spiritual assignment. So let's read and pray. The first is read. We talked about the Bible today. And I'm going to make this quick. If you already have a reading plan, stick with it, okay? That's something that a book that you're already reading through in the Bible, or you already have a reading plan uh, through a Bible app, that's great. But if you don't have a plan, start reading the Gospel of John. That's, that's the, your assignment there. Begin reading the Gospel of John. Maybe just read a few verses a day. Let his truth start to come into you. Second, pray. You think, well, what? What should I pray? Just simply invite the Holy Spirit to teach you, to guide you into all the truth. So in your daily prayers, I want to encourage you to speak more to the Holy Spirit. Maybe in your prayers you speak to the Father, or you speak to Jesus. I want to invite you, because Jesus told us to do this, speak to the Holy Spirit. So get more acquainted with his name and more familiar with his presence. It's the hope of this message today that our hearts will yearn more and more for his truth and that we won't waste our lives because we can. We can get so busy and so distracted, we can waste our lives away in the virtual reality. I don't know about you. I don't want to live in a virtual reality of the world's making or of our own making. So let's listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit to give us the truth about following Jesus, the truth about the world around us, and yes, even the truth that he will speak to us about 
ourselves. Let's pray. Dear God, Holy Spirit, we ask now together, we ask for your fresh revealing of truth to each soul that is gathered here today. We don't want to live in a virtual reality of our own making. We want to live in your truth and in the way of Jesus that sets us free, that gives us peace and joy. May that be released unto each of us today to live in your fullness. Lord, we want to live your way, the best way, the blessed way. We all say, Amen. Amen.